one week away from Christmas. Actually, less than one week away from Christmas. Can anyone actually believe that? It is crazy to think about, for me anyway, how quickly this year has gone is, is just insane. For us as a church, thinking back over this year that it's only been this year that we've met together, it, it really does seem like it's happened very, very quickly. But we are, we are only, is it six sleeps then, kids? Six sleeps till Christmas. This Christmas, this Christmas we've been looking at, um, at God's plan to redeem the world. This Christmas. God's plan to redeem the whole world. And we've been looking at, at some of the people who feature in the, the Christmas account, haven't we? We've, we've looked at Mary and, and Joseph. We had a look, Dean had a look at the shepherds last week. And we're looking at what, what are the lessons that we can learn from the people God uses in these, in these stories. Our scripture today is taken from Matthew's account. And it kind of slips in between some of the Joseph uh, story that we looked at a few weeks ago. But we're looking at Matthew 2, starting at verse 1 and two, until verse 12. So if you've got your, your Bibles on your phone, maybe pull it out. There might be some verses you want to highlight. Otherwise, it'll be on the screen. Um, Matthew 2, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Let's pray and let's get stuck into it. God, we thank you that you are just so good. We thank you for your scripture, which points us to truth. We ask in these moments, Holy Spirit, guide us as we search your word. Holy Spirit, convict us, search us, 
Help us to become more and more like Jesus in these moments. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Anyone, is there anyone in the room who loves looking at the night sky? Night sky. It's just, it, I can honestly say it's one of my absolute favorite things to do. Especially like on a really clear night. Maybe the moon is actually kind of a little bit duller, like not a full moon. When it's a clear night, especially if you're out of the city and you get to look up and kind of just gaze at the stars and the night sky. I honestly could sit and stare for hours by myself. Is there, like I know there's a few people, anyone kind of done that, just laid, staring? Has anyone seen shooting stars? How good is it when you see a shooting star? There's this one camp that we went to and it was out near Balaclava and I was with a group of guys and we were admiring the night sky and suddenly we saw shooting star. And all of us were like, mate, did we all see that? And we kind of looked at each other and we were like, yes, that's amazing. And then suddenly we saw another shooting star. And then there was about three or four more shooting stars. And we we're like, this is a mate, what is happening? After about the 50th shooting star, we realized that there was a floodlight from the camp. And they were all like little bugs just flying through the thing. Isn't that right, Mark? You didn't see it. Like I was almost in tears thinking, look at how many shootings, isn't this amazing? And it was just bugs flying through the the floodlight. When I look at the sky though, the night sky, I love it and and I'm amazed by it. But I don't know what I'm looking at. I look and I look at the star and, you know, you see the saucepan thing. I'm like, oh, that's a saucepan. But that, that's kind of the end of what my knowledge was at looking at this, the night sky. Well, that was until I spent the most money I've ever spent on an app before. And I spent $8. Has anyone ever spent $8 on an app before? Oh, my gosh, $8. And I bought an app that's called Planets. It's just called Planets. And this app, you, you open up and you have a look around the night sky and it tells you what the stars are. It shows you kind of where the planets are. And, uh, and now I get to look and search the sky. But now I kind of know what I'm looking for. I've had the app, it's guided me. And I know now most of the time I could pick like Jupiter out of the night sky, Right? It's probably like the, the brightest thing in the, in the sky. But, but after looking at, at the app, I kind of know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm looking for. And, and if you're with me, I could probably point out a few things. I'm, I'm a bit rusty now, but I could probably point out a few things for you. In Matthew's account that we just read, he tells us about some magi or some wise men who had come from the east who had been watching the night sky. Now, these guys weren't absolute amateurs like me, and they actually knew what they were looking for. Who knows? Who knows? These guys had studied the night sky. They, they had studied the stars. They knew kind of where the stars moved in relation to, to the earth and what time of year it was. Also, who knows at this time, there was nothing else to do at night apart from... They didn't have electricity, right? Like... 
There was that or we'll leave it there. They were looking and they were searching and these wise men had seen something different. They'd seen something out of the ordinary and something that led them to follow this star. In looking at the story, we have hindsight, but I believe that God had sent a pretty clear sign and he had put it in the night sky. And these wise men had noticed what God was doing. And they only noticed because actually they were looking for it. Now we could get super analytical this morning and we could try and justify what they had seen. And I've read a fair bit over the last couple of weeks about what the wise men could have seen. There's a theory that it was maybe Halley's Comet, but Halley's Comet puts, Halley's Comet was around, uh, let me read it because that's better. It was around 12 BC. So Halley's Comet actually puts it a little bit outside of where the story was. About 3 BC though, there was... Uh, Jupiter and Saturn, they, they had met a couple of times, three times in a year, which is quite extraordinary, that the two had met in the night sky. Maybe, maybe that's what the wise men had seen. Now, there's also a reading into that, that actually Jupiter was, was seen as a star of royalty and then Saturn was sometimes related to the Jews. So maybe they had got that from the night sky. That's being like super analytical and maybe trying to justify it naturally. But in the end, what the wise men saw, they recognised it and with faith, they took off to see the new king. The first question I have for us this morning is, are we on the lookout for God in our lives? Do you know, I believe that God is always trying to show us things. I believe that God has always got little signposts. I believe that there are coincidences that happen in our life that I believe are God-given. I believe that there is beauty to be seen in our lives that God has put there. I believe that there are interactions that we have, random interactions with people that I believe God has orchestrated. And I know that I'm sounding a bit like a mystic this morning, talking about stars and coincidences. But I believe that God does work like that. And I believe that we, as followers of Jesus, need to be on the lookout for the signs that God has for us. What I love uh, as well in this story, these people... The, the wise men, now we always say, we, we three kings. You know, we always put three kings in or three wise men. Now, the story doesn't actually tell us how many wise men. We assume three because there were three gifts, but could have been 12. There's, there's you know, I think East, Eastern Orthodox believe potentially 12 wise men. Anyway, it kind of doesn't matter really, but there were wise men. But they were from the East. They were not Jews. They were from a, another country, another land. They were not part of God's, you know, chosen people to reveal himself to, the Israelites. And I love in this simple story of the wise men coming, that we see again that God's message isn't just for the people on the inside. 
don't we? God put this sign out for the whole world to see. Whether it was planets lining up in the sky or whether it was something supernatural. God put a sign on show for the whole world. Not just a select group of people. These wise men didn't have to have studied the Torah all their life. Or go to the temple to to see God at work. They just had to be on the lookout for him. Can I tell you today, missionally in our city, that there are plenty of people searching and looking for God. That there are plenty of people trying to find who God is. What is there more to life? Unsure what it is, but people are searching. And maybe like my app, the Planet app, $8. I don't know what it costs anymore. You should get it though. It's, it's really handy if you like looking at the night sky. But maybe like my app, maybe we have a role to play again in this story, in God's plan. Maybe we need to be like the app and help direct people, showing them what they are actually looking at. Show them how God is at work. People are searching. Do we agree that people are searching for meaning in life? They're searching for what might be that higher power. Do you know what? We, it's, our, it's our goal. It's our mission to point people and, and tell them that, that beauty that you see when you go walking in the hills, that's God's creation. That interaction that you have with people, the family Love. Do you know what? That's actually God moving within us. We get a chance to point people out, show them what they are looking at. Am I making sense this morning? So my first thing is, are you on the lookout for God? Is that a daily practice that you have? Because I believe that it changes things when we start looking out for God. Also, I believe we have a role to explain what other people are looking at as well. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing that I love in this story that stood out to me that I thought we'd just just have a look at together this morning. Uh, The wise men, they see the star, they've been looking out for it. They go in faith, they head towards the star. Herod kind of catches them in the middle. They're looking for this new King, which obviously Herod starts to get a little bit shirty about. And they go and meet with Herod and, and they explain. And Herod's kind of like, well, you go find them. Come and tell me when you know, you've gone and brought your gifts and things. And the wise men meet Jesus. They turn up. I, I think sometimes we, we think of the stable still. It actually says they turn up. Maybe a, quite a while after and Mary and Jesus are in a house at this point. And they turn up and they worship the baby Jesus. Um, and then we hear this line. They return home another way. Did anyone pick that up? They, they take another route home. 
why this line? Why this line? Why, why are we looking at that this morning? And I want to tell you this morning that I believe when we encounter and meet Jesus, things change. Things change. Who knows that we don't go back the same way when we've met Jesus properly. When we stop and worship Jesus, we don't go back the same way. We see things differently. We behave differently. The focus of our lives, they change, don't they? Maybe we question the way we did things before. Maybe we even find out when we meet Jesus that there is a better way. Romans 12.2, and we've used this verse so much this year, and I love it. It, it says, Do not be conformed by the patterns and behaviours of the world. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My prayer for, for you this week leading into Christmas is that you would see what God is up to. That you would be on the lookout and you would see what God is up to. You would see glimpses of Him in your everyday life. Signs that point to Jesus. But I also pray that this week, that you might meet with and that you might encounter Jesus. And that you might experience that transformation that he brings. The transformations to your life where, where you have freedom and joy and hope and love this Christmas. Sometimes that means we have to go home a different way. Some of the things that we used, the paths we used to travel before, maybe Maybe we need to meet with Jesus and, and change those. We, we've called that repentance in the past, haven't we? Changing the track, making sure that we focus on Jesus again. I want to pray for us. I want to pray that the Holy Spirit helps us this week in that. Holy Spirit helps us see what Jesus is doing, but also that the Holy Spirit helps us meet with, encounter Jesus in a very real way that transforms things, that changes things, that changes us. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you are present. We thank you uh, for this crazy, ridiculous story of, of Christmas. This plan of yours, where you sent your son as a baby to usher in a new kingdom, a new rule. Holy Spirit, in these moments, we ask that you help us to see, help us to see the small signposts that you place around us. Help us to see the beauty around us. Help us to see what you are doing among us. Help us to see how you are at work in our neighbourhoods right now. And may God, we be able to partner and point people to you, Jesus. But I also pray this week, in the busyness, in the, in the chaos, in the preparations, that we may take a moment to meet with, to encounter you, Jesus.
And we pray again, Holy Spirit, that you transform our minds, that you renew our minds, that you transform our lives, that that we no longer conform to the patterns and behaviours of the world, but instead we come under your kingship, Jesus, and we act as citizens of your kingdom. God, I thank you for our family here. I thank you for, for all generations present. I thank you that we get to celebrate and party over Christmas. And I thank you for who you are, Jesus, in our lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.